Dude Room. ABC Grandstand. Yes, welcome to the boot room. This week we'll be uh, having a little bit of a look back at the first two finals and looking ahead to uh, well, the four teams left that will make up this year's A-League Grand Final. I'm Ned Hall, joined today in the boot room by Shannon Byrne and Chris Classic uh, to have a look back at what happened over the weekend. I'll start with Chris, purely because mm. you and I were here last week yes. and uh, one each for us in our tips. I think you were tipping Brisbane Roar and Melbourne Victory and I at Melbourne City and Adelaide United. Well, I only really wanted to tip the Sunday game. <laughs> the early game, I, you know. Yeah, I was actually, it's funny enough because I thought I was probably more confident with the Brisbane Raw tip than I was the Melbourne <laughs> Victory tip. But 1 uh, 1, we'll shake hands. We did say that at the end of our last podcast, didn't we? We'd yes. shake hands yeah. and move on to the elimination finals where we it really gets serious. It does, and I have to say it's very interesting this week. Shannon Byrne back from um, yeah, touring mm. Queensland, mm. Gold Coast, we golf Comp Games. <laughs> golf. Well, actually, there's a good golf story in there as well. Oh, if you want to take, take to tack for a while with. Uh, uh, Shannon meeting so well not quite meeting the crocodiles at the golf course but getting out there not realising yeah, about happy the, the danger lurking out on the course it's oh. a real thing yeah. it is <laughs> there's 11 crocodiles on a golf yeah. course yeah. yeah just don't go near it but when yeah. your ball goes near it I've never been on croc watch to mm. play a round of golf and I can tell you it's terrifying Shannon I know your bank account and you can afford the $2 that it takes for a new Titleist Pro V so <laughs> just give up on the ball you don't have to yeah. go knee deep to but try then- and scoop the ball back but then you don't know my real wits and sort of, you know, knowledge yeah. and smarts that I should have Googled. And if yeah. there's 20 golf courses to play at, don't play at the one that actually has 11 <laughs> saltwater crocodiles placed there for a reason. Mm. Man-made. Yeah. Placed mm. there. I love that as well. That, yeah. yeah. That's why they're well, there. Well, shouldn't they, if, if we're talking news, they should be, they're lurking. Yes, they're lurking. They're always lurking about. Yeah. The crocs are lurking. Um, we've taken slightly deviation First, here. Pressure was lurking. Yeah, he was oh. lurking, wasn't he? Um, and it, look, that's not a bad place to start, really, because that sums up Bess Arborisha. Like, yeah. People have said, big game player, but he is the classic big game player. You get him into a finals game, yeah, his, his ability to, to make the big play in a game, when he wasn't playing that well, really, he didn't have a great game, um, but he's got that ability to pop up at the key moment in the game and, and do something decisive like that, win the game with a minute to go. But not even pop up, he was there. Just mm. the idea to actually do a bicycle kick. Yeah. yeah. You know, That's at the 89th instinct. minute, exactly. And it's placed at the right position. And I think out of all of it too, the nicest thing I saw at the end, he was walking on the yeah, field with his like daughter <laughs> yeah. in his right hand and his son, yeah. who then did a bicycle yeah, kick yeah. as a demonstration. to. And yeah. I thought, wow, you've got... Borussia number two. Yeah, the genes are strong, <laughs> aren't they? He looked fairly, fairly coordinated. Didn't he? Just holding his yeah. dad's hand yeah. and he did the exact bicycle kick. But you're right, 89th minute, it's just phenomenal. What Look, can you it, say? You mentioned bicycle kick there, and I was going to wait, but let's get it to the top I, of the I was going to say we'll move on from bicycle kicks now. No, <laughs> look, you know, it did it remind started. me a lot. I was trying to think back, where have I seen that before? And Is it Cristiano Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Ronaldo? Oh, Wayne Computer Rooney. Games? Wayne Computer Rooney, games. Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. Or the miracle at Nolan Six on the Northern Beaches uh, <laughs> where I scored a bicycle with the left, left peg. Uh, unfortunately, that day we won 9-2. Um, so it wasn't the deciding goal. No. Um, and uh, our left fullback managed to produce an even better goal just about 10 minutes later. But still, to those that uh, that played for Wakehurst, they'll never forget the miracle, the miracle at Nolan 6. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, look, that aside... But this was slightly more important, yeah. Maybe, uh, just a touch, just a little, a little bit. That, it's, it's wonderful, isn't it? it yeah. Look, it is. And I, I've got to say, for, for Melbourne victory to get through, 
despite the fact that I tipped Adelaide United and mm. I was just I was feeling quite smug when they went one 0 up as though I actually <laughs> knew something, knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Um I, I think Melbourne victory going through to play Sydney is yeah. is the good result in yeah. terms of you really hope that they're actually going to get the uh uh, you know, a bigger crowd, as you'd hope. There was 15,000 there last night for that game. Uh, we're going to have the crowds and ticket prices in a bit. Yeah, mm. you would hope it's going to be more. And I think that's the problem. They've been slightly pricey, the tickets, and that's been the issue, I think, for for a lot of fans who've been wanting to go mm-hmm. out to the game, that um, it, it's not been cheap to get in. And when the A-League has been struggling for crowds this year, you, you really want to be able to sort of say, OK, we'll go along for, for 10 or $20, be able to go in and watch a game. Because the games have been great. It, it's just the oh, fact that they've been played in front of two small crowds. And you would have thought, too, though, that would have they would have learnt. We had this discussion with the W League Grand Final. Mm. Yep. You know, it, it was all whether it was bums on seats or they were just going to stick with this price. And so w- you would have thought they would have learned. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It's I mean, we've 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 been, I think, quite kind on the FFA all year, considering, and we've sp- spoken about crowd numbers. They've had a long time to get this right, particularly with how much criticism they've copped over the year, and to to see, particularly the Melbourne victory, which you know, in a final and against Adelaide, they've got such a strong rivalry. You would you would put your house on thirty thousand getting there with just some normal marketing and normal investment into the game, and you've got to ask questions. The FFA, they've and you know the. <laughs> What what was gone wrong? And sixty bucks to sit on a halfway line is just too expensive for yeah. the A League. And I'll be very curious to know about the ticket pricing, as in who's setting that, because I've actually just been looking at Sydney FC um, and the cheapest tickets you can get in for fifteen dollars for the cheapest ticket to go and watch Sydney play um, yep. on on the weekend. Most expensive seventy five dollars, but those are the you know, the premium tickets right around the, yeah. the top spots around that are covered and around the centre. But surf. the problem is the the majority of the tickets were were at that uh, upper level too. It wasn't even just a small section of the elite seats. It was actually most of the the the, the sideline was was at that price. So, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. oh, to, it's to an investment fair, in a long-term future. To be fair as well, um, the $15 tickets are for the junior tickets that they've got for the Sydney FC mm. game. An adult ticket is the cheapest adult ticket. It's $35, which, again, like, it's it's not mind-blowing. No, it's not. But when you're trying to get people in, you drop But that's $50 for an adult and one child. So you're yep. looking at 100 for a family. That's family feel- four for 80 that's the deal. Family of four for eighty dollars to get in, which, which again, is, it's still you know, it's a fair bit. Again, again look, look, then school got... holidays has just been on, and like if you try and yeah. entertain your kids and do things with kids, going to the cinema or whatever, before food can cost cost a lot of money. All these things can exactly before food, but that's why you go in and undercut other things to say this is a really that's good right. option to do Keep. because it's cheaper. Get along and and get the entertainment, and then come back again. Look, uh, if the Augusta National Golf Course can still have cheese sandwiches at a dollar fifty, yeah. then the food prices have to come down. I mean, uh, well, I mean, not that obviously that ridiculous, but but you know, you got eighty dollars. That's that sounds okay. But then again, you feed and you have you, suddenly it's one hundred and fifty one hundred and fifty dollars down the drain, and your team's lost. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Um, yes, I was going to say something else then that I'll avoid talking about today in this podcast. Um, uh, elsewhere. Sure it <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't it? So, look, Mel- Melbourne victory going through. Um, like both of you two weren't available for the, um, the the previous meeting of these two teams in round 27. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you saw of it, but um, Sydney coasted against Melbourne victory. Yep, it was a really interesting game in that 
it seemed like Sydney were very happy to play within themselves, not overstretch themselves against Melbourne Victory. Um, and Victory had some good chances. There was an ex- amazing goal line clearance from Alex Wilkinson mm-hmm. when they they, mm-hmm. they they had scored Melbourne Victory. Wilkinson cleared off the line. But other than that, yeah. Sydney had about four or five good chances, which drew good saves from Lawrence Thomas. And they were deserved winners only by one nil. And I think you'll see Sydney go at this in a far different approach. I'm, Melbourne Victory are one of the sides you think, yeah, they can upset Sydney yeah, FC. Absolutely. I just can't see them doing it on, oh. on, on the past meeting. I can, and I, 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 I think this is the grand final match for me. Yeah. I, I really, I really do. I think this is the the one, and that's, I suppose, that is a bit of disrespect to Newcastle and Mel- Melbourne City. And I don't mean that, but I just think the, these are the two sides that are probably most worthy of winning uh, the competition. I've been really disappointed with the way Newcastle's fallen away at the back end of the year. I can't read too much into that, Ned. I, I know that they did coast, but it was two weeks. Both knew their spots in the four. Both were probably trying to just to get to and not have players injured, and and Sydney still had that Asian Champions League in their, in their mind. But um, I really, I, there's just something inside, and maybe it's just because we've seen it so many times times before when the best team doesn't get the chance to play in a grand final. It would be an absolute footballing tragedy if Sydney FC don't yeah. make the grand final this year. They are so far above the rest of the league. But it, there's something in my gut that just feels like there's an upset here. Do well, I, they're the one team that would love to see Leroy Graham George Arnold leave without the last silverware yeah, oh. that he wants for this for Musket this team. would love nothing <laughs> more. Know, exactly. It's got Kevin Musket so written it, all over it. It does. And I guess, too, though, you're right. In terms of when you look at the four teams left, you know it's the grand final atmosphere. The whole yeah. build-up mm-hmm. between the two coaches, uh, the fans. It's just going to be packed to the rafters mm. at the Sydney Football Stadium and the atmosphere because mm. we've been to many of these yeah. um, matches in the rounds, obviously former grand finals, and you just know you're like, oh, imagine if this had Absolutely. been the big dance. Well, last oh, year yeah. is the perfect example, yeah, isn't it? Like Melbourne victory went 1-0 up quickly, and you went, oh, my goodness. Yeah. The unthinkable is going to happen here, and they weren't far off. And looking at the way last season, I can vague, I clearly remember actually going into the final, mm. the, into the grand final, thinking it would be almost a travesty yeah. if Sydney didn't win yep. because of how far ahead they'd been at the end yep. of the regular season. Last season, Melbourne Victory were the, the second place team. They mm. were the closest side to them, but they were mm. still a country mile behind. Um, and you still have that same feeling going into the match, yep. but they were good enough to grind it out. And I, I just think, again, Sydney have. have just got themselves running nicely again oh, as they, they head into finals, yeah. and, uh, and uh, as as well as Melbourne Victory will play, and again Barisha, big game player, etc. They're just starting again. to click. They, yep. they are, but I still, as I say, for me, Sydney FC, I think will will just be too strong for them. Um, I just think they've got that extra gear and the extra ability within them. Mirzayevsky was really, really poor against Melbourne Victory last time, but by his standards, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he just yeah. didn't have a great impact on the game. Yeah. Um, Ninkovic was outstanding, but the, yeah, once those two step up to the plate and and, and turn it on, I, I think they, they won't be beaten. And again, Reese Williams, I think, is finding form oh. at the back end. I thought he was insane. Funnily enough, he got caught out by Isaias with a quick free kick yeah. into Miliuznic, who uh, chipped a lovely finish too by Miliuznic, who's getting better and better. And gee, I hope he has a good year next year because I really love Miliuznic as a player. Um, but he's not the first to get caught out. But apart from the one sort of not defensive error, that's got caught out by speed. And it was a beautiful ball. Like, yeah, that, lovely just, ball. It looks like it was on a shoestring to the ball. He's Australian now, isn't he? Didn't he get nationalised? Is that his? Yes, I think he did. I think he did. Actually, he did. No, he definitely did, actually. that He's, he's available now to play for the Socceroos. But, you know, <laughs> but the, that's, but suddenly that's one of those positions that Australia's got a whole load of people available for, mm. in that, that sort of holding midfielder position. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's definitely sorry, there Sorry, sorry, Shannon, you were saying. 
But um, the ball through was. It, 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 okay. You know, you can talk about sort of. I guess, you know, the defending, but it was also, it was one of those moments where you watch and you just go, oh, wow. Yep, quick thinking. Bit, yeah, mm. yeah. And, you know, that's that, I guess, where people sort of think, oh, you can watch a whole 90 minutes and you don't see any of that. But when no. you do, yeah, yeah. that is what yeah, brings the, moments, the pure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it had a lot of moments in it, the match. I think yeah. the league's had a lot of moments in it, you know. I actually think the quality of football has been always, yeah, it's a cliche to say every year the quality of football is rising, but it, but it actually is. It's just the crowds yeah. aren't matching it. I mean, Miller, uh, not Miller, isn't it? But um, Mizieski, he's one of the great players we've ever had on these shores. Yeah. And I don't think people quite appreciate just how what a footballer we're watching. Uh, absolutely. I've heard a lot of people talk about that being one of the best plays he's been over yeah. here. Um, Monday night, incidentally, is the uh, the Dolan Warren medal night. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, as I say, I cannot see him not no. winning that medal. I think he's an absolute lock to to pick that up. Uh, you just mentioned Reese Williams before. He, he was outstanding against yeah. Sydney last time. He's, he was their main playmaker yeah. a lot of the time. He was stroking balls around the field. He looked comfortable at the back. Um, yeah. but other than the fact that Bobo managed to get in behind him and score a goal. But he was he was outstanding. Mm. So look, I, I think Melbourne victory um, would be worthy grand finalist. It's interesting that this has come the week before. Um, Should they play the kids? They they did the business in the Ch- Asian Champions League. Well, I know, <laughs> you know I know. They've got some depth there. And that's, that's uh, the good thing from a Kevin Muscat. They're not going to. But, who yeah. remember <laughs> earlier this season was got booed by his yeah, own fans yeah, and yeah, there was question marks over the club and whether or not he'd stay on there. And um, he's obviously turned them around a little bit to make sure that they're. Uh, uh, they've got a, bit, a bright future as mm. well at the club mm. going a few years down the line. Now, we'll finish just talking about them, actually, by having a quick listen to the goal, which I probably should have had to listen to before. because uh, uh, it Is was this the Nolan Six by, goal or and, the Borussia goal? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> okay. I'll have a bit of a listen to it and see which one actually uh, comes out when we have a listen to this goal. Usus making a run forward into the box. He checks it back. Borussia with the head kick. Unbelievable! He might have won it for the Melbourne victory with the most spectacular goal. And Barbarousas again, provider, put the ball, it wasn't whipped too hard, he put it into just a danger zone, and Barisha used his body against Elsie, created the space, and it's an overhead kick, it's a goal that he's going to remember, and the victory supporters are going to be remembered for some time now. Incredible stuff from Bessar Barisha. His most important strike of the season, and Melbourne victory have the lead with just a minute of normal time remaining. Questions have been asked of Barisha all season, but every time he's needed to step up, he has done so. The Boot Room, ABC Grandstand. Yeah, that was Andrew yeah. Mays calling that goal there, and um, probably a very similar call to the the Nolan Six. <laughs> goal well, it was, well. yeah. yeah, yeah, very much. Steve Redette uh, lost his. Well, that was uh, probably more. Tonsils um, in that back occasion. in 1930, there was a ball <laughs> in right. there. That's right. The, cra- the, the crackle <laughs> of, the, of the old movie tape <laughs> <laughs> that they watched <laughs> once a week. <laughs> Lovely for Andrew Mays to pay tribute to uh, Darrell Eastlake too there and go completely off the Richter. Yeah, <laughs> with, <laughs> exactly. With Lovely and also Simon Colosimo, very excited by yeah, that as well. I'm sure so, it's always interesting because Simon obviously spent time with uh, with Melbourne City mm. across town, mm. and I think he's sort of a, has a bit of a shine to Melbourne City yeah. as well. Um, and obviously they're in action uh, this Friday night against Newcastle Jets, courtesy of that two 0 win against Brisbane Raw. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say it was it was comfortable, but they got the job done. Um, Stefan Mock getting the first goal there, great ball in from Bruno Fornaroli, who's is probably mm. not. 
got back to the goal scoring heights that he had at his very best but still contributing an enormous amount out on the field for them yeah he's making an impact now isn't he uh, and I think Dario Vidicic has start, ended the year well too I think yeah. he's having a real impact uh, for City um, Osama Malik came back from injury uh, and was, was quite strong for them I mean it doesn't take much for Warren Joyce to rave about uh, Malik he just one of his he's one of his pet favourites but um, yeah they were, they were good without being great and that's been the City season I mean they, what, they lost 2-0 to Wellington the last round and you thought now nah, don't like don't fancy them and uh but they they sort of yo-yo uh, their whole year and 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 they were they were they were, they were good for their win they they deserved it were they challenged really? no <laughs> so that's you know what what did they have to do to win that the brisbane raw did not even have a shot on goal yeah I, so w- mm. when you talk about a team's performance you have to really take in the opposition because yep. Uh, you know, no disrespect to the season. They were lucky to sneak in Brisbane Raw, but they were even lucky that it was, wasn't was greater than 2-0. I was, surpri- I was surprised by that, though, because I thought the Raw finished the year really well. And, and, and they finished on such an attacking foot, but they just failed to fire in that match, didn't it, they? It, it was interesting because obviously that Wanderers game that we saw when the Wanderers beat them 3-0, they never really got going in the game. They looked flat. Yeah. They didn't offer an awful lot in that match. And it, it was really odd because they'd just come off because the Because the week before, really they'd beaten results. Sydney FC. Then they went over to Perth <laughs> and went over in Perth yeah, in the yeah, final yeah. round. So yeah. then do you say that's a successful... They got into the top six, yes, mm. but to I have think... that first performance in the, in the eliminations, I, I don't know. What, what would you do? Sometimes you just How don't would you know. address they that? Just don't know. What... Well, I think, I think Aloisi's uh, bought himself some time. Uh, particularly seeing as though there's a couple other vacancies around the yeah. place. <laughs> so uh, so there might be no one to uh, to go out and, and grab. But I think Aloisi deserves an off-season. He deserves to try and see what he can build off that. But uh, but as we mentioned in previous podcasts, that, that maybe it shouldn't be a season. Maybe you should be given the first couple of months of next year to see where they're placed. And, and, and don't you know, dangle the carrot. You've mm. got to perform straight away and, and, and get, your, get your players fit at the start of the year. Because they weren't. That's the big problem for them. Mm. And if you look back at the start of this year, I mean, I remember calling games some early on in the season when they had about nine players Injuries. out on that unavailable mm. list. All injured. All defenders, I think, it seemed yeah. at the time as well. I mean, Jacob Pepper's been converted yeah. to a central defender yeah, now. Yeah, he's done well. Holding midfielder. He wasn't, he, he wasn't a central defender. But he had to play there because they had absolutely nobody else. And Could so, do with a feed, but he's done well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, that, it's all disappointing too when you look at the, I guess, the structure behind the, the team on the park. You yeah, know, yeah. We've, we've spoken about their training grounds. There's been, yeah. um, you know, again, yeah. administrators walking out on yeah. them, numbers falling off their jerseys. You, you just, <laughs> yeah. you can't, you, oh, I don't know, you, you know, like... <laughs> How much will Aloisi want to stick around for this too? If he got an opportunity elsewhere, I mean, well, you know, uh, I think he's got th- he's got a point to prove still yet, John Aloisi. Yeah, I I think what's interesting as well though is that the people have made a, a lot of the the age of their squad over the course of this year. I'm, I'm curious to see how many of those players survive into next year. Um, you know. Massimo Macaroni is a 38-year-old now. Yeah. I'm not sure he's going to be going around. I don't, yeah. I don't think he lacked a lot from, uh, well, from his age. But the rest of their squad as well, they need refreshing. And they've re-signed Enrico, which is a yeah. class player when, when fit, but there's another ageing body. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, and you know, Whereas you look on the other side of it, Melbourne City, I think the one real plus for them this year, obviously a lot of talk about Daniel Arzani coming through, yep. about Nathaniel Atkinson is yep. in there as well. There's one or two of the young kids who they've actually brought through through the course of this year. Uh, to add into the more experienced players they've got as well. I, I really like Melbourne City's team when you look at it and it, with the balance he's got now. Atkinson, he remember, came in as a centre-forward mm. when he made his debut earlier on this year, playing at right-back now and, and Jamison. Mm, um, Malik back in at central defender against Schenkerveld. Um, Luke Bratton, who, as I say, I was stunned last week when I saw he was virtually level on points with uh, 
Adrian Mirzieski and the Alex Tobin medal count. That what a Are good you chairman year of had. the Luke Bratton fan club. No, but <laughs> I've not seen enough of him this year to really be uh, you know on his case and supporting him. But mm-hmm. he's is clearly <laughs> well liked around the competition. Yeah. Mork and Bozanic in midfield, Azani, Vidasic and Fornaroli up front, and also their bench. Manny Muscat, experienced defender, Budzinski, who's an overseas player, coming as a marquee. Nick Fitzgerald. They've got they've got a good strong bench now as well. That is a squad that is rightfully challenging up at the top of the ladder at the moment. And you're right, too many times this year where they've fallen away, they've been hit and miss. But when they get it all together and those players perform, they are a formidable side. Yeah, I just I don't, I can't see them doing that. It's all for me where the Newcastle Jets handle the pressure. If they handle the pressure of playing in home final sales, I think it's 11,000 tickets sold yeah. already before they even went to the general pre-sale, public. Pre-sale starts tomorrow. And before they knew their opponents. So this yeah. is going to be big. And it's, just, it's going to be such a huge... Um, event up in Newcastle and invest in Newcastle. Um, <laughs> had to get the weekly yeah. plug in. Yeah. Um, no, no, seriously. I, I, if they if they handle the pressure, and that is a big if, I, I don't see Melbourne City getting near Newcastle at home with a big crowd. If Newcastle, uh... now there was a vision I saw of Nigel Bogard with his boots on at training. Someone got a snapshot of him actually. Is this is this a miracle comeback? Well, there's always this talk around this at this time. However, he's surely um, out for the year, isn't he? You would think so, but I, I, you know, I just think that every now and again at Fonz, even if he's just going in there, not be out of training, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, be a lot for the team. Yeah, but but there was actually boots on and shorts on and socks. It was uh, it was posted on social media on Twitter. I saw. Anyway, um, look, they've really suffered without him, and yeah. they haven't been the same side uh, since he and got it's injured. And also playing games. I would, if someone could walk around in boots and you yeah, wanted everyone to true. be talking about it, Chris, yeah. I would be doing that. And too. I've probably fallen in, <laughs> fallen into the trap, hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, I think as well, Chris, we've pretty much picked our sides already then for for the preliminary finals because I've got have to we? say. Well, uh, you're just talking about the fact of yeah, whether they can handle you the... Went jets and handle oh, the I'm jets. definitely going you're, Jets. You're, you're, you're almost Jets you? victory, yeah. whereas I, I've got to no, say... No, no, I... I... <laughs> no. What would I say? I, I am going Jets and Sydney, <laughs> but I would not be surprised if the Melbourne victory upset uh, Sydney FC. But I'm, def- I'm definite on the Jets. I, I think they'll be too good... Um, at home. Uh, and, uh, look, I'm so I, sorry, Newcastle. Just put the mocker on. Yeah, exactly. Our good friends in Newcastle on the, the Jetstream mm. podcast, who we've, we've spoken to a few members of that. But I, I, I just think for me, Melbourne City are, are just timing it right. And the fact that Newcastle have had to go through so much this year in terms of like you know you're looking at players they've lost through injury, who've come yeah. back in and out. They've lost Andrew Naboot, who's gone yeah. and taken up a, a good contract overseas. It, it's amazing in a sense that they're sitting there last year's wooden spooners yeah. in second place hosting this game to go to the grand final and I just worry that despite that great result against the Central Coast Mariners when as we were talking about last week you can't take a lot into that because of the way the Mariners were travelling that a a, a battle-hardened Melbourne City side going up there and might actually thrive on that atmosphere um, which is probably something they're not used to at home uh, as well it might actually help them I I, I think Melbourne City are going to get through from that game Okay, I'm going Newcastle 3-0 Donovan Hattrick Wow I, both are remarkable stories. Newcastle Jets, not mm. just Wooden Spooners last year. Look at the last four seasons they've yeah. had. But also Melbourne City looking for their maiden A-League final appearance. They've won silverware before in Australia, but they have yeah. not been in an A-League grand final. So I, I really think 
Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory are just going to be a, a, a beautiful game of football right down mm. until that final yep. whistle, yep. Yep. whereas the other two are both playing for so much more than just uh, a grand final. Their club, this, this is going to be huge for whoever yep. gets into the grand final between the Jets and City, and probably rightly so that we have these two matchups, I think. Yeah. Because if you had victory a, playing someone else and I, they got through, uh, there, there's just so much on these four teams going into this weekend. So I'm excited. I, ha- I haven't looked at the, the, the rules, but the draw, we go to extra time. Do we go to penalties? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's got to be done on the night. Yeah. Um, no, I, but but there's no replays there. There's no, no. midweek no. replay anymore. Yep. Which That's is, what I, just, just clarifying. Yeah. Because I see a draw between Melbourne victory and Sydney FC, so maybe some extra time. Which, which would be very exciting, yeah. you know. Um, I'm looking forward to that already. To Over be honest, time. on Saturday night. Um, but I, I, I think I think it's well. So I mean, it's nice in a sense when you do get through. Like last year, the grand final was teams one and two, with um, Sydney and Melbourne victory. We've got the top four sides in the semi-finals this year as well, uh, which, which is, is is nicely worked out. Obviously, if it goes by seeding, it'll be Sydney against Newcastle in the grand final. I think mm. any outcome from this point yeah. is 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 a good one. Um, I mean, it'd be strange if it's a Melbourne derby yeah. in the grand final, but it'd be quite yeah, exciting yeah. all the same yeah, if it's exactly. those two bottom sides to win. Now, obviously, we might have a, a quick poetry update coming in shortly. Although I've just seen all right. a, a face pop up at the window. It's just disappeared away again, actually. The face Gone of, off uh, to buy some of, chocolates? Yeah, Frank Yanko. Yeah, he's mm. on flowers and chocolates duty, mm. writing a lot of poetry for, mm. for the girlfriend. So I think that's all it's it was to Valentine's say. Valentine's Day. No, no, but every day is Valentine's oh, Day for Frank it's, it's, it's the first 12 months, Shannon, of a new relationship. You've got to be on your guard 24-7. Yeah. And, uh, Frank, yeah. Frank, Frank works hard. He's oh, he he does. there's no yeah. doubt that Frank works hard. Yeah. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, but sadly, he just, he just bolted at the door mm. and, and has disappeared off. Like, making that little writing sign saying, mm. I've, got to, I've got to get back to my, uh, my writing. I heard there might be trouble in paradise, but we'll wait for next, next podcast to reveal that. When news. you say paradise, do you, is that shorthand for Sunderland? Oh yeah, yeah. no. That's that's that, that's a living nightmare, Ned. <laughs> yeah, poor old my Sunderland went down to the League One, but you know, mm. Blackpool away. It's exciting times. Accrington Stanley. Yeah, you might even get Rochdale or Oldham or something. I like did that. speak to um, Simon Hill a couple of weeks back, and he was talking about when Man City got beaten by York away in the in the third division, and then twenty years later, here they are, champions. Of, that's uh, something to look forward to. Twenty years. 20 years. Time. Yeah, can't yeah, wait. Exactly. Can't wait. It'll, fl- it'll fly by. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> those next twenty years. Uh, look, the next week I'm sure will fly by. We'll reconvene again in the boot room uh, next week when we'll be looking ahead to the grand final. We'll know who the final two teams are. Thanks, Ned. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, team.